Okay, Parshas Tzadlis. Oh, so Yaakov and Esau are born, and we know that they had a big fight inside them when they were still not born yet. And they came out, and Esau was Isaiah, full of hair, and Yaakov was born smooth. Then Yaakov sells the Bukhar to Esau for how much? You see that Doshim worth nothing, but Esau was starving and to die, and he decided, yeah, okay, that's enough for me. Take it, and you get the Bukhara. And then we have the Parsha of the fact. Okay, we have the Be'eris, but I'm not going to get so much into the Be'eris, I don't think. Maybe a little bit. And then we have the, the Parsha of the Brachas of Yaakov and Esau. Yaakov, quote-unquote, stole from Esau, but just took what was really his. Okay. So in Parsha told us, what is, who is Yaakov and Esau to us? We all know that Yaakov is Kaisal, Esau is we all know that Esau is somebody who everybody talks about as being the scary monster type of person and all the pictures that you get as a kid you look at him and he looks like a monster right? hair and everything and axe and I don't know what else and Yaakov was this little guy sitting in the basement the truth is they looked exactly the same Esau had more hair, that's for sure. Tyre says that. But Esau didn't look any different than Yaakov. You couldn't tell them apart. That doesn't make You couldn't... They looked the same. They looked the same. They were twins. But I'll say they looked the same. You couldn't tell them apart. What was the difference? So why does Tyre have to tell us that they fought inside of her? And why does Tyre have to tell us about how they were born? So obviously there's very, something very important over here that we have to understand. And this is a concept for life. They fought inside Rashi says they fought on the two Elamites, Elamazer, Elamabo. Rashi says that they fought over the Bukhar. Yeah, there were different, different reasons why they were fighting over here. When they were born, it says that Esau was born here and Yaakov was born not. The concept of Esau being born with here, which is from his name, Esau, it's, it's, yeah, that's why they called him Esau, is a concept of I'm finished. He was born complete. He was born like an adult. He wasn't the size of an adult, obviously. But Chazal say he had many he had teeth and he had hair and he had he was born like an adult. He was born complete and Yaakov was born like a baby. The concept of being born like an adult is I want everything now. I'm finished. I don't want anything to be in the future. Everything has to be for now, the here and now. I want to, I, if I want something, I go get it now. There's no concept of waiting. He wants somebody else's wife, he goes and gets her now. He doesn't wait for the other guy to die and then take her or a divorce. I want her now. I want food, I go hunt it, I kill it, I steal it. I don't need to wait. What do I need to wait for? If I, if I don't find anything in the field, I'm going to bring it, says by the book, when he brings me his he says, I'm going to bring it now. I'm going to go steal it if I can't find anything else. The concept of a baby, if we think about it, is what's going to be in the future. A baby's born, and it doesn't, can't do anything for itself. Everything comes to it slowly but surely. Right? Slowly but surely it grows. A baby's able to eat more, walk, takes time. It grows teeth from the baby. Anything that the baby has takes time for it to come. It's something that's called a future. Right? 
That's the concept of Yaakov and Esav. Esav, is con- Esav wants everything right now. That's Olam Hazer. Olam Hazer, when you're using it the wrong way, is I want everything now. So I can lie, cheat, and steal to get whatever I want. Kinnah type of covet is now, because I, everything I want, it has, to get, it has to be now. That's why I use Olam Hazer in order to have it just for Olam Hazer, this world. Yaakov is for the future. I know that there's going to be a future. So I, could, I have to do things now in order to get to the future. That's Olam Haba. Olam Haba is using this world in order to be able to get to somewhere else. Even a person himself, as he's growing, he really doesn't get to anything until he's 50, 60, 70 years old. Most people get wealthy or they make all their money and so much really grows until when they're 50, 60, 70 years old, they're able to sit down and enjoy it. Torah. When a person is, is, is learning, so when does his real terror come out? When do people start recognizing this, this person is what to sell? When he gets older. The more he works on it, the more he gets. So you have the Gedalim, the, the biggest Gedalim are the Zikinim, because they had so many years already of working on it, it came to them in the future. And they're working for what? For Adam Hamla. I don't need it for now. I need to work on it that I know it's going to come. That's the difference between the way client show works and the way everybody else works. Everybody else works now. Now. I want everything right now, and client show works on a different level. The study the, the of Yaakov and Esau is that, and that's the study of the brachas. Yaakov wanted the brachas, and Yaakov wanted the brachas in order that he could have this world, but what did he want this world for? When Yaakov walked in, Yitzchak said, wow, Smells like Gan Eden over here. Smells like Gan Eden. Something walked in with this. His perfume was a Gan Eden. What does that, what does that mean? That means he smelled in him something that says, I'm looking for the future. I don't need the now. I need what's going to be in Adam Haba. Adam Haba, I want to smell good. So then he gave him the brachas. He didn't know it was Yaakov yet. He thought it was still Esau. But he smelled something that says, this person's working for a future. Esau says, I want it now. Yaakov says, I don't have, says, I don't have any more brachas. You have no more brachas me, I have no more brachas. For somebody who wants just for the now, there's no more bracha. A bracha comes when it comes in, 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 in the future. A bracha of a marriage, a marriage, a good marriage, is nothing to do with the first year. The first year is just a wait for what? To get to later years when the marriage actually cements and that becomes a good marriage. Good marriage doesn't have to be the first day that we're married together oh everybody's everything's so great bozy bozy the first year a marriage is something that it's a work it's a work in process till you get to the end and that's when Abshalom Zalman Arbach at the end when his wife was of Teres got to the cavern and said I don't have to ask her forgiveness for anything she never did anything I never did anything to her and she never did anything to me that I have to ask her forgiveness for because when they got married they are working their whole life to get to that concept that we're going to be so together that there's not going to be anything that we have to ask forgiveness for. That's the concept of Kalei We don't live in order to have everything now. We live because we know if I do this now, it's going to be good for me then. Or if I, don't, if I do this bad thing now, it's going to be bad for me then. And that's the concept of Taldus. That's the concept of the Be'ers also. The Be'er, there's three Be'ers, three wells that he sort of dug. The first one, was called 
Sitna, I believe. The first one was called Ekashember Eitzek, because they fought about it. The second one was called Sitna. And the third one was called Rechaibis. This is the three Batim Mikdashes, Chazal say. First Batim Mikdash was, they, were, they fought about the second Batim Mikdash because of Sitna, because of also fights. The third Batim Mikdash is called Rechaibis. What does the Batim Mikdash have to do with this week's parasha? What did Be'eris have to do with the Beis Amidosh? It's a hint to Kali Yisrael that there's going to be a future. And the future is going to be a Beis Amidosh, and the first Beis Amidosh is going to fall down because of fights. Which I'm not going to get into right now, so a lot of you say this too much for right now. And then Sitna there's another description of the second Beis Amidosh. The third Beis Amidosh is going to be a Chaybis. It's going to be, you're going to have, it's going to be broadened. Our, our, everything's going to be broadened. All our our understandings, our concepts, our our everything's going to be broader than the third base of which comes. And by that, then that's going to be the end of the. That's going to be Mashiach. That's when everything comes along. That's what we're waiting for. So the concept of the Be'eris teaches us also this concept of Klaiyosel's holy Yisoid of Klaiyosel's for what is to get to the future. That's how we have to live. That's how we have to learn, and that's how we have to do mitzvahs. That's how we have to dive. And everything is going. Nothing's on. Nothing's on the spot. On the mukkah. Nothing comes right now. If I want something, I have to work for it. And therefore, through that, we get to the future, and the future is what builds us as people. Have a very good job, Ms. Bezos. You stop.